Travel back with me to December 2015. Star Wars The Force Awakens is soon to be in theaters. Adele's epic ballad Hello is constantly on the radio. And a sleepy 26-year-old Royish Good Looks has just woken up to the best idea he may have ever had. This is the story of creating my first viral video, hitting 1 million views on YouTube in one month, and go on to amass over 21 million views to date. Of course, we're talking about the parody song, Hello from the Dark Side. So strap yourself in and let's make the jump to hyperspace. Welcome to the Royish Good Looks podcast, episode number three. Man, I can't believe we're on episode three already. This podcast is something I've wanted to do for a while, and now it's a thing, and it's awesome. I couldn't be happier. Right now on Apple Podcasts, we have eight five-star reviews, so thank you for that. I'd love to read a few quotes from these reviews because they're just awesome. Every single one so far has a Star Wars title, which is great. Megan Schmidt says, I have a good feeling about this. The heart put into the music just fills me with happiness. This was a great first episode. Keep up the great work. JKK2A says, The force is strong with this podcast. Incredible insight into the backstory and mindset of this creator. Del Rey Earns B says, May the force be with you. Already loving the podcast and it's just begun. I'm so excited for more. And Meg NY says, this is the way, informative and well-produced insight into the creative process. Must listen for Star Wars fans and creatives alike. So again, thank you for all of the kind words and the support. I truly appreciate it. And I love reading comments and reviews. So if you haven't already, send one in. I want to hear from you. Last episode, we talked about the idea of having a spark for your song and that initial idea, where does it come from? It's safe to say that this idea was a pure spark lightning strike moment. It was 2 or 3 a.m. tossing and turning in bed, and it just came to me. Hello was always on the radio. There were already a lot of parodies about it, so it was just sort of top of mind. And obviously the Star Wars hype was really high with kicking off the sequel trilogy and the first new movies in a while. And that line of hello from the outside just hit me as like, just replace it with hello from the dark side and it would be perfect. How had nobody thought of that already? So I opened up Notes app right away. I had the one line, but I had to pull up the lyrics and sort of read along because I didn't even really know what they were. Like I mentioned on earlier episodes, I don't usually think about the lyrics when I'm listening to a song. So I was just reading along and trying to kind of substitute lyrics that were in the actual song with Star Wars stuff. I must have called a thousand times. I must have killed all the Jedi. I'd never written a parody before, but I was just trying to see what fit. How could you just kind of trace over what was already there and if you kind of one-to-one compare it, it's not perfect. I add syllables as like pickup notes or one word that was only one syllable turns out to be two syllables. But I was trying to match the rhyme scheme and the kind of consonants or vowels in words so that it seemed really similar to the original song. 
it came together pretty easily. I wasn't really thinking about having to please a million people with it. I was just kind of goofing around. And I was really excited to wake up the next day and actually go record it. Every time this song was on the radio, I would 100% crank it up and sing along and pretend that I was up on stage and you're just giving it your all. Nobody can hear you. And who doesn't love singing in the car? But the melody of this song is really high. It's the top of my range, if not outside of it. And you can definitely hit the notes if you are warmed up and you're really going for it, you're belting. It's really fun to let yourself go and try to hit that high C kind of thing when no one is listening. And now that I was going to record a version of the song myself, I didn't want to embarrass myself at the studio. My recording room wasn't totally soundproof and I was obviously going to be loud singing this song. There were two other engineers that worked at my studio and clients in and out regularly. So I actually sang a demo version into voice memo on my phone, just sitting in the parking lot. So then I went to the studio and I imported the voice memo to Pro Tools and added the music on top of that. It really didn't take a long time to put the music together. I was making a lot of karaoke backing tracks for work at the time and recreating a song was kind of easy. I'll listen through and program all the drums and bass and piano, kind of go part by part and deconstruct the song. It's literally what I was already doing every day to begin with. And side note, making covers and trying to like recreate someone else's song is a really awesome way to teach you how to record and mix and even write your own songs as well. And if you listen to Hello, there's actually not a lot going on with it. If you think about it, it makes sense that Adele has this awesomely powerful vocal that the arrangement kind of has to get out of the way of how incredible she is. So you don't really need a crazy like guitar part and drums behind it. The musical arrangement is actually kind of subdued. So now I had the music mapped out. The demo vocals were playing on top. So I exported that as kind of a rough version. And I think I went home for lunch. I was going to kind of let the idea sit and marinate and come back to it later that day. If you look at the song, it's two minutes and 44 seconds long. It's actually one of my longer songs, but it's only a chorus, verse, and another chorus. Last episode, we talked about how I normally write songs and structure them out. This, you know, it's a parody, but it's not even the actual song structure. And the verse is just me naming characters. It's not even the verse melody or the verse rhythm. It only uses the first part of the hello. And I kind of planned that because there were so many other hello parodies going on at the time that were, you know, making fun of that hello part of the line. I remember there was a parody. I, I forget which one it was, but there was a parody that had Shalom. It was great. There literally were like dozens of these hello parodies floating around. So coming back into the verse with Greedo was also hilarious. And I just kept that going. I just kept naming other Star Wars characters, C-3PO, Han Solo, Kylo. There's so many O names in Star Wars, but it wasn't over the verse melody. It was just kind of this silly part that doesn't really make sense. And it's kind of cringy, but maybe that's also why the parody worked so well. I got a lot of comments that said, oh, you should do the whole song. But if I actually wrote the verses to it, 
I think that would have made it even cringier than it might already be. Although I do kind of regret not getting to the part. That would have been really fun, but it might have just kind of belabored on as well. All right, let's take a quick break and take a listen to this month's Patreon bonus track, The Force Is With Me. 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 And I am with the Force. And I fear nothing. All is as the Force wills it. The Force Is With Me. The Force Is With Me. The Force Is Not A Power You Have. It's Not About Lifting Rocks. It's not about lifting rocks. It's an energy field created by all living things. Oh, Maxi Big, the force. The force is with me. The force is with me. The force is with me. And I am with the force. And I fear nothing. All is as the force wills it. The force is with me. The force is with me. I am no Jedi, but I know the If you dig this acoustic version, you can hear the whole song over on my Patreon, patreon.com slash royishgoodlooks. Sign up for the bonus tracks tier, and you'll get bonus songs from me every month you're signed up. So you'll literally hear stuff that no one else has heard yet, and I think that's pretty cool. So head to Patreon, sign up today to get The Force Is With Me, and you'll be helping support the show. So back to the story. Now I'm home for lunch, and my brother Russ was home at the time. We shared an apartment. We called it the Bro Pad, naturally. He and I have a lot of history of making music together. I'd like to make a whole episode about it at some point. Russ, if you're listening, get prepared. (laughs) So, of course, I played him the demo. He loved it. He laughed at all the O rhyming names. And if Russ liked it, that was a good sign. He's got good taste, and... He's also not a fanboy, so for some reason, you know, he liked the parody too, even not being the biggest Star Wars fan. So I got that reassurance. It still felt right, and now I just had to go back and sing the real version. I'm pretty particular with my voice. I actually kind of hate the way it sounds most of the time, especially hearing it back on a podcast. I assume everybody can relate to that when you hear yourself recorded. You're like, ah, that's how I sound. And not just how I sound in general, but this song is really difficult to sing. It's in a high key. It has these long, drawn-out notes. And there's no possible way I'm going to sound as good as Adele. But I had to try. So I drank a ton of water. I did another round of parking lot singing to do my vocal warm-ups. I knew that the song was going to be sort of a marathon. So, you know, I do this with every song anyway. But since I'm trying to match somebody else's performance, I can't just change the key or change the melody. I've got to nail it. And I think there's one part where I go up to my falsetto that's not exactly how the real song is. I could be wrong. But anyway, it probably wasn't the warmest my voice has ever felt. You can kind of tell, like, am I going to sound good today or not? And sometimes you can have really big vocal range, but not good tone that day or vice versa. 
I don't know. I'm not really a professional singer, but I got warmed up and I was going to roll with whatever I sounded like that day. And I was terrified again of singing at the studio. Normally, I'd wait till everyone went home at night or I would sing on the weekends if I was working on my own project. I didn't have to. I knew no one would really care. We recorded all sorts of musicians every day from pop to screamo. And we've kind of heard everything as recording engineers. But as a performer, it's hard to get in the zone when you know someone is listening, especially if what you're singing about is something as goofy as what I was about to sing about. You know, here I am singing a song about Star Wars at the top of my lungs. Thankfully, when I got to the studio, everyone was going out to lunch. So I had at least an hour. Kind of crazy to think if no one had left the studio that day, the song might not have existed or it would have been different or, you know, who knows what would have happened. But I had my time, so I jumped on the occasion. Like I said, I don't love my voice, but I'm pretty good at faking it in the studio. I do at least five to six takes of a line before moving on. And oftentimes I do a lot more than that. You kind of figure out exactly how to perform the part, what notes are giving you trouble or what words are giving you trouble. And the takes kind of get better and better. And of course, you can kind of pick and choose parts from each and comp together a really awesome track. So it's not like I nailed it in one try. You kind of stitch together the best of all of your takes especially when you have those really high notes that sustain for a long time. Sometimes you just punch right in on those. You get a big breath and then sing that one note. I'm not a trained singer, so I just try to push a lot of air and support the sound for my diaphragm, hopefully pronounce things decently so that it sounds good. A lot of people think that they can't sing, and I feel like they just aren't being loud enough most of the time. Obviously, if you don't want to be heard singing, you're going to sing quiet. So you're going to think that you're not a great singer. But I say just go for it. It'll usually sound better if you just project with a little more confidence. That's obviously the trick. So when no one's around and you're in your car, of course, you sound great. That's the sort of mindset you have to tap into, especially when you're recording. So I don't know exactly what I did right, but there was something about those performances that seem to impress people. Of course, there's a little bit of editing and mixing to make it sound kind of polished. There were a few background vocals and a few harmonies, and voila, we have a song. So I knew immediately that I had to make a video for it. I scrambled to find clips to match all the lyrics. Looking back, the video is really rough. There's different aspect ratios. There's super grainy clips. There's videos with watermarks over them. I couldn't even find a video for Kit Fisto, everyone's favorite Jedi Knight. He's just a still image. But I guess I really wasn't concerned at the time. I had a video put together and that was it. That's one of the craziest things about this song is all of this is happening on the same day. I came up with the idea at 2 a.m. We demoed it the next morning and re-recorded it in the afternoon, made the video, and it was ready to go. I think this is going to be kind of a recurring theme on this podcast. This is something I would never do today, but there's something special about working so fast when you don't have time to overthink things or second-guess yourself. 
you're just moving forward and that process is very genuine. I don't know how to harness that energy again, but there's definitely a lesson to learn here that if you have an idea and you just run with it and finish it, put it out, you're probably going to have a lot more fun. You'll probably make a lot more stuff in general. You're not going to be stuck working on one song for months at a time. Kind of talking to myself right now, but maybe you can relate. So I have the song. I have the video. Of course, I showed it to my brother again, got his stamp of approval, and I posted it to YouTube. I remember just sitting in our living room and Russ would say, play it again. And we literally just loop the song over and over, rocking out. There's always something funny about listening to your own recording. It sounds kind of stupid, but it's fun to sit back and just enjoy your art, even if you only worked on it for a day. Art is meant to be enjoyed, and if you've ever recorded your own song, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like I said, he liked it, I liked it, and now the rest was in the hands of YouTube and people like you. So the song was posted on December 2nd, 2015. Now, this wasn't the first video I'd ever posted to YouTube, but it was the third video on this particular channel. It didn't really have a big following. And anytime you post a video, again, if you've ever put out something yourself, you know, you refresh the page to see how it's doing. And it was gaining traction. It wasn't a million views in one day but it was getting a couple thousand just after that first day. YouTube gives you really detailed statistics with your channel. So in the first week, it was getting about 10,000 views every day. In the second week, it spiked to 50,000 views a day. And on December 15th, it hit a total of 500,000 views. So in less than two weeks, it hit half a million. On December 16th, the daily views peaked at 167,000 views in just one day. And of course, episode seven, The Force Awakens, came out on December 18th. It was prime Star Wars time. I was watching so many theory and speculation videos every day on YouTube. The premiere of that movie and Adele being number one, it was this perfect storm of searchability and excitement and lightning in a bottle that you couldn't plan this and you're lucky enough that it even happened once. So I owe a lot to Adele and Star Wars and accidentally timing that perfectly. The funny thing is, even though I'm supposed to be this huge Star Wars fan, I didn't even see The Force Awakens until almost a week after it came out. The weekend that it was released, I actually went on a short tour doing live sound for Moving Mountains and Monin. It was December 18, 1920, and I think we were gone for an extra day before I got home. Some of the bandmates saw the movie the night before the tour. I did not, if you can believe it. But the song was still out there gaining traction, and I was checking up on it in the tour van. And I thought someone had left a spoilery comment on the video, and Mitch from Moving Mountains was driving. I was sitting in the passenger seat telling him, and he had seen Force Awakens the night before, so he said, oh, tell me what it is. I, I promise I won't tell you if it's true or not. I just want to know what it was. And so, of course, I said, oh, that says that Han dies. And he turns to me and he says, well, he's definitely in it. 
And it's so funny looking back on that. But it was very odd. Here you are supposed to be this big Star Wars fan. We haven't even seen it yet. Everyone around you has. And someone spoils the movie for you on your viral Star Wars video. Of course, as soon as I got home from the tour, I went and I saw the movie. And anytime I saw a spoiler in the comments, I would delete it. Hopefully, I didn't just spoil Force Awakens for you. It has been five years. So the second day of that tour, December 19, the video finally hits 1 million views on YouTube. By February 2016, it hit 5 million. By July of 2016, it hit 10 million. And believe it or not, people are still watching today. It still gets somewhere between two and 3,000 new views a day. The video has amassed 21 million views as of February 2021. It's insane. I've always wanted to have a video hit a million views. It's sort of an arbitrary number, like 999,000 would still be amazing, obviously. I would often joke that as someone who's always played in small, local DIY bands, getting 20 people to come out to your show was an accomplishment. So a million people to watch your video is absolutely unbelievable. It's hard to sum up this whole story and all my emotions around it. There's so much more just leading up to even hitting 1 million and, of course, everything that happened afterwards. I had incredible support from family and friends. It kind of felt like I was in the playoffs and they were rooting for me. I wanted to hit 1 million views, but everybody else wanted me to hit a million views too. And we were all kind of like on the ride together. My friends were sharing the video. They were showing it off like it was their newborn baby. People were leaving amazing comments. There were reaction videos and cover versions. There were lip-synced cosplays. And the video was even being stolen and reposted and getting millions of views on people's Facebook pages. It had so much traction behind it between family and friends and even strangers. There are a ton of fond memories and little moments that I wish we could share on the show today, but we'd be here forever. So I'm sorry to leave out specifics if you're listening and you're like, hey, tell that story, Roy. You know who you are. And I do want to say thank you. All of that support and finally hitting the mark of 1 million views, it meant a lot to me and it was validating. I was 100% self-employed recording bands and working in audio, which I was proud of and still am proud of. But I felt like that stereotypical musician, the whole, so when are you going to get a real job sort of thing? This was finally something tangible, a legitimate milestone, the proof that I'm doing what I should be doing, making music and sharing it with people. And even though it's not always easy, you're doing the right thing, and now you have something to show for it. Of course, it was the right place, right time, Adele being number one, Star Wars returning. But my voice, my production, my goofy idea, people liked it, and they wanted more. So it gave me a ton of confidence and a new platform for my own art and really a whole new career. So for that, I'm truly grateful. If you're a fan of the channel, you know that I read 
pretty much all the comments and I try to respond to as many as I can. I get a lot of amazing comments every now and then, some mean ones, and I like to screenshot and share them every now and then to kind of celebrate and commemorate my work and how people are responding to it. When Hello from the Dark Side was first blowing up, I was saving a bunch into a folder and I was looking through that today and I'd like to share one with you. On December 15th, 2015, the Shaky 99 wrote, I don't know who you are, I don't know what you do, but whoever you are, please quit your day job. And I think that's a perfect place to end this story for today. Of course, there's a lot more we could talk about, but we'll save it for future episodes. All right. If you like the podcast and you'd like to support the show, join Patreon. You get some awesome perks in return for your patronage, like new songs, Q&A, Ask Me Anything threads, exclusive live recordings and unreleased songs that nobody else has heard. I'll review whatever you make and give you my feedback. And I'll even put your name in the credits of the podcast in new songs on YouTube. If any of that sounds good to you or you just want to help out the show, head to patreon.com slash royishgoodlooks. Your support would mean the world to me. Of course, if you're already a patron, thank you. But that's not the only way you could help the show out. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even TikTok at Royish Good Looks. You can also join our private Facebook group called Royish Good Looks. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review wherever you're tuning in from. I'd love to hear what you think about the show and you'll be helping it grow at the same time. And finally, share the podcast with your friends so we can make this as big as possible. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Take care.